We are live, ladies and gentlemen. It's a We Missed It special with our friends from Just Missing. Um, last episode that just dropped, obviously, uh, we did not talk about the Euro Cup. And, you know, Mace and Tom, not the biggest soccer ex experts, so we had to bring in the big guns. And we are proud to be joined by Giuseppe Politi, our episode seven, one of our OG guests on the pod back again. How you doing? Great. Thanks for having me. All right. So what's up, Giuseppe? T talk to me. How's life been since the last time we've talked to you? Ah, uh, hey, it's uh, it's been a struggle with uh, with COVID, but um, I think we're starting to turn the cover, uh, corner. Sorry, um, vaccinations are up and uh, sports are coming back. Um, you know, from the soccer scene in Sudbury, we're hoping to get back on the field in the next week um, with some you know physical distancing measures, but something for people to get to be active again. And um, tomorrow, June eleventh is the um, first date of the Euro Cup, which is probably the second biggest soccer event other than the World Cup. Uh, there'll be a lot of people watching and it'll be nice to see fans back in the stadium and, uh, you know, probably, you know, start getting us back to normal. So it's exciting and, you know, you're Italian, I'm Italian. It's, it's, it's nice to have our team back in a major tournament after the 2018 debacle. Um, it's probably been, well, 2016 was, um, we lost in penalties to Germany. That was the last time we had a, a, you know, a respectable showing. So it's exciting to see this, uh, this Italian team and what they can do. And there'll be some good soccer and lots to do over the next month. Well, and as you could tell, Giuseppe, decked head to toe in Italian gear. I absolutely love it. Love the scarf, everything. If you didn't know, Giuseppe was at the 2006 Germany World Cup, unbelievable. So, um, also June 11th, you forgot to mention it's also a big day. It is gonna be while this is airing Giuseppe's birthday. So, uh, big happy birthday to you! Enjoy the day. Um, and we're here talking about some soccer, so I'm, I'm very excited. Um, so talk to us before we get into the Euro Cup. Obviously, we haven't had soccer in about a year, so over a year now outdoor soccer barely any so talk to us about the reopening with COVID and and how's it looking for the summer I think it's it's positive um you know we're, we're trying to balance the um rules from the Ontario government along with the rules from Ontario soccer which is the governing body but we we have approval to start next week although physically distant so doing a lot of technical and fitness stuff but um We'll see. There's still a lot of unknown, but we're going to bounce back. We haven't been outdoors since uh, uh, October last year. Everything has been sort of, we had a little bit of indoor programming, but that didn't last long with all the lockdowns. But I think we're turning the corner. Soccer will be back. It might not be 100% perfect. I think 2022 will be normal. Um, we're still waiting on some guidelines on whether games and leagues can happen this summer. We're hopeful, but, you know, at least getting on the field and practicing will happen. Uh, starting this month so it's a good thing for our youth it's a good thing for people that love soccer and being outside and and hopefully things get better 100 we gotta give a little shout out to tommy vlahos who's working for gsc this summer he'll be buzzing around the field doing some covid screening making sure people are are attending practices so shout out to tommy you got anything to say to tom i know i know a little something about you that not many people know on the hockey side of things um, yeah, well, first of all, welcome back, uh, Tommy, to GSSC. We're, we're happy to have him back. Unfortunately, Greece um, did not qualify for um, Zero, so he can join our team if he'd like. 
Um, in terms of uh, other stuff, how about uh, how about them Habs? How about them Habs? Baby? A lot of people think I don't follow hockey, but um, I do a little bit. I mean, it's not as it's not soccer at all, but uh, I'm uh, I'm watching all the Habs and I'm riding that train. I was 10 years old the last time they won a cup. Uh, I still remember watching the Patrick Waugh days and 10 overtimes, and it's like uh, it's crazy. So uh, you know, let's uh, let's ride the Montreal train and, and see where it gets us. I love it. I love it. Go Habs, go. All right, Giuseppe, let's get into it. I'm going to share the screen here, and we're going to get into the moment you've all been waiting for, folks, the picks for the Euro Cup. And we are sharing the screen. Here we go, folks. All right, Giuseppe, so let's start it off in Group A. Break it down for us, obviously, with our Italian squad. Okay, first of all, this this whole process Alex and I are doing is a mixture of what I think, my brain, what my heart says, what I want, um, being passionate about soccer and seeing how these teams did in qualifying. So there's a lot of factors. There's even, there's even COVID is a challenge for some teams that have had some recent infections. So I have a lot of friends that are in other, um, you know, cultures. So please don't take offense. I'm going to pick with what I'm, uh, you know, even with some luck here. So let, let's, let's start in group A. Yep. Um, you know, Italy, we got to drop them into, into number one. Uh, they had a, you know, they're coming off at 10 perfect games in qualifying. Uh, the group is not uh, as strong as others. Um, you know, they haven't performed well lately, but I think there's a, a little bit more expectations this year with what the coach Roberto Mancini's done with this team. No superstars, but well-oiled machine. So they should come in first. Uh, Turkey will come in second. Uh, great qualifying campaign, uh, probably a dark horse. I think they can cause a little bit of noise in the tournament. By no means are they winning the tournament, but they could certainly, um, certainly going to advance and maybe even a, a quarterfinal spot. I'm going to go with, uh, I think that's Switzerland. Yeah. Uh, third place. And unfortunately, Wales is going to be sent home uh, quite soon. I don't think Gareth Bale or, uh, or Aaron Ramsey is going to save them, so... That's Group A. I think it's pretty straightforward. What about you? Any, any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you know, for, for people, I guess, that don't follow soccer very deeply, you know, seeing Gareth Bale and Aaron Ramsey with Wales, putting them in the fourth spot, what, what do you amount that to, especially with Turkey and Switzerland in that group? I just, I, I don't think, um, I don't think that uh, they're, they're, they're solid as a team. I think they got a couple individual players. Um, but I don't, I don't see Wales as having, as having the depth, uh, you know, I can't even remember the last time they were in a major championship. For sure. So they don't have that experience. And I, I think it's going to be a, a participation medal. Love it. Enjoy your vacation. Boom. See you later. All right. Group B, let's do it. Group B. I think the strongest team, uh, on paper again is Belgium. Uh, they've got players like Lukaku and De Bruyne, and Mertens, and uh, they got a nice team, solid coach. I think that is a, an easy one um, for such a small country doing so well, developing such great players. Um, looking at these other ones, a little bit of toss-up between uh, Russia and Denmark. So let's let's grab Finland, drop them in the last. Got it. Against my Finnish friends, but it's going to be quick. They'll be finished. <laughs> they'll be uh, they'll be sawning by the end of June. No problem. <laughs> I'm going to drop Denmark into second. Um, sorry, into second, not third. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Second and maybe Russia into third. Those could alternate. Um, you know, Denmark has uh, as a player from Inter uh, is not bad, but you know, neither of those teams are are gonna are gonna cause a lot of trouble. Belgium takes it easily. Okay. All right. We are Group C here. Uh, I think you got Netherlands. Let's drop them in the first. Yep. So that's Holland. Um, on paper, they should be good. Your, uh, Ukraine had a great qualifying campaign. Shevchenko's got, um, you know, the former uh, player. He's the coach now. We'll drop them in the second. I'm going to go with a little bit of a dark horse here. North Macedonia, I think politically, they only had independence in the last couple of years. So they have... Uh, wow. Yeah, Goran Pandev uh, playing in Serie A, a little bit older, probably closer to my age. Um, but uh, we'll put him in third in Austria. Uh, I don't have anything for Austria. They got David Alaba, but they're going to be going home soon. Okay, I, I like I like I like a little dark horse pit. North Macedonia is plus fifty thousand to win the tournament. Austria at twelve thousand five hundred. So I like it. I like it. Um, so pretty straightforward through these uh, these la these last three. I would say um, you got you got the big dogs in in all three going through. So let's move on here to Group D here, Politi. Okay, Group D. We got um, this is a, getting a little bit more interesting. So. I think England, uh, as much as uh, they're probably one of our biggest rivals, uh, England will come first based on the uh, the talent they have. Uh, we know Croatia was such a good result in 2018 at the World Cup, uh, having Modric and some players there on their team, very technical. I think they'll come in second. Um, Czech, I don't think they're that strong. They'll come in third, and uh, I think they call the Scottish team the Tartan Army. I think they're, they're going to be going home. Very soon. Not a, <laughs> not a lot going on for Scotland. So, I love it. I love yeah. it. So, so for this one here, Croatia missing uh, Mario Mandzukic, uh, who, who retired. So it's going to be interesting to see who fills that role. I know Kovacic, um, who, who was a, a young stud um, in the World Cup, I think he's going to take on a bigger role. So I, I like that. I, I always like to make the comparison for England as the Toronto Maple Leafs of – any type of international soccer. They perform well in, in all these matches, the group matches. Then when it comes to the nitty-gritty, for some reason, they can't get through. So, uh, I, obviously, uh, I agree with you in these picks, but in the uh, knockout rounds, it's going to be a little more interesting. So I, I think you're 100%. Um, you know, I hit the, the nail on the head with that one. A lot of expectations for England. Um, I think they'll advance, but come the knockout rounds, things will change. And also, if... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they'll be playing in front of uh, English fans quite on home soil quite a bit in this uh, Euro Cup. So yeah, yeah, home field advantage for some teams uh, could make the difference. Uh, I know Italy's got all their first three games in Rome, so that's uh, an advantage for them. But um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's not there's not going to be uh, that many fans in the stands. So and you know they've played without fans basically all year, so they've adapted. For sure. All right, let's move on to Group E here, please. Okay, I think the easy choice is to probably go with Spain in the number one spot, you know, um, solid squad, a good brand of football, a good brand of soccer. I think second will be Poland. Uh, they're going to ride the, the Lewandowski, top uh, goal scorer in the Bundesliga, probably 
should have won the Ballon d'Or last year. He kind mm-hmm. of uh, screwed over with the, the whole COVID thing. Um, so I'm going to go Slovakia third. Uh, Sweden in fourth with no Ibrahimovic, lost him to a knee injury. Uh, Kulusevski for Juventus just got COVID. Uh, I think Sweden's going to crash out, unfortunately. I, th- I would have put them in third if they would have had those players, but uh, no dice. Absolutely. Key points for Spain here. It's a new look Spain, I would say, please, especially that back line. We're missing Sergio Ramos and Pique. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, this new look Spain team. Yeah, I mean, it's it's no, um, I, they might not even win three games. It could be two wins and a tie, something right. like that. I still think that Spain will, 100%. will come that group, yeah. And on to the group of death. 100%. Yeah, this is probably, F. yeah, this group F is probably... Um, the most fun to watch for the neutral observer. Um, it's going to be tough. Let's let's do the easy one. Poor Hungary, okay? Hungary, if they score a goal, should celebrate like they win a tournament. <laughs> they, they got the worst luck. They got they got the defending Euro champion, and they got a team in Germany that is always always consistent in getting to the later stages. So. Now we're left with, in what order do these uh, teams go in? It could be um, go down to uh, goal differential, uh, like who beats up on Hungary the most. It could go to uh, a head-to-head, but I could honestly see each team beating each other. Um, So it'll it'll be interesting. They could all go two wins and a loss, something like that. I got to make a pick. Um... Germany comes third. Okay. Uh, France comes second. Wow. And Portugal comes first. Uh, and they're they're gonna they're gonna peak early. Ronaldo's gonna get a couple PKs or something like that, and it's gonna be tight. They might only win it on goals, not points on goals. Wow, Capley, that's a that's a bold point. You got France the favorites in second, but again, like you said, can go either way. It's gonna be fun to watch. That's for sure. All right, so what's, what's cool about this tournament is that uh, traditionally the Euro Cup is 16 teams, four, four groups, four teams. Obviously, UEFA is trying to get more people involved, more games, more money, more engagement. So um, you can come in third place and still advance to the knockout rounds, right? Mm-hmm. So with these teams left here, uh, Germany, click them. Yep. I see them uh, advancing. And now, uh, also, I'm going to give a nod to uh, Slovakia. Uh, my heart, just to see somebody go ahead that maybe was not expected, give North Macedonia a boot forward. I like it. And really, you know, even with these remaining teams, it's just a, it's just a, a formality. Um, man, let's go Switzerland. It won't matter. Okay. It won't matter. I like right. it. Let's move on here, please. This is right. when the fun. This is the, this is when the drama starts. <laughs> okay, Belgium, Slovakia, easy one. Belgium, boom. Italy, Ukraine. One of my best buddies, Ukrainian Nick, the chiropractor. But uh, Italy goes ahead. Portugal, Switzerland. Portugal goes ahead. They're gonna they're gonna try to defend their title. Croatia, Poland. That's an interesting one. I'm mm-hmm. gonna Poland. Yeah. Uh, based on Lewandowski and uh, maybe Croatia hitting their peak a few years ago. Okay, mm-hmm. 
it's North Macedonia. The, uh, this, the fairy tale is over for North Macedonia. So Spain goes forward. Here, this is probably the, the biggest match of this round. And this is where I see England tripping up and France turning on the gears. 100% agree with you there. Absolutely. Uh, Germany, Netherlands is a tough one. Um, I still going to go with Germany. Yeah. And here again, like I said, Denmark's not going to matter. Turkey's in better form. Let's go with the Turks. Okay. Back up so, we go. Yeah, we're, we're done. The, now we're in the quarterfinals. Okay, Belgium. I think the only Belgian person I know is Connor Vandeweghe, so I hope he ends up watching this. Connor, I'm sorry, but Italy is going to win. Even Love it. Most people would pick Belgium. I'm, not, I'm never going to go against Italy. Love it. Um, I could see a... Um, I could see a, an upset here with Poland, Portugal. So I'm going to say that's going to be the, the one surprise, Poland. Poland, okay, please. That's my only Poland. real surprise. Here, yeah. I'm going to go France. France is just too strong. Um, Turkey will put up a fight, maybe even penalties, but Germany will come out. Love it. So we're in our final four, and we got basically, you know, Two heavyweights and two um, non-heavyweights. Yeah. Italy's not a heavyweight these days. Obviously, I'm going to choose Italy to get to the final. Yep. Um, and here, I'm hoping, I'm hoping for a France victory. And a little rematch of the 2006 World Cup final. Yes, and not only that, I was, I, I remember the year 2000, the last time um, Italy and France met in the final, and Italy was winning the game until the 90th minute, plus I think three or four minutes of extra time, when France tied the game in the last minute, uh, sent it to overtime, and then they won with the famous golden goal. So it would be nice to see Italy, um, you know, get some revenge for that and take them out. So Italy wins the Euros. Obviously, I'm totally biased. And, but I could never, um, you know, go against my team. Just like Montreal Canadiens. I had no, uh, I didn't even think they were going to beat the Leafs. And then you just keep riding the train. So I'm obviously going to cheer for Montreal all the way, Italy all the way. What do you think of my picks? Politi, I, I agree with most of them. Um, other than the Poland one, the Poland one, uh, you have to go with an, with an underdog, which I, and I think Lewandowski always performs at these. Um, so, I don't mind it, but that's the one that probably shocked me the most from you. Um, Italy, I'm with you. I, I can't bet against them. So I'm riding Italy to the end, biased, obviously. Um, and honestly, I love the North Macedonia pick uh, as well. Those, those are, are all good. Um, I'm, pre I'm pretty happy with this one as well. I probably would pick very similarly. Um, maybe a couple different things in the group stage, but this is uh, this is pretty good, Police. So that is it. That is the Euro Cup uh, picks with Giuseppe Politi. He's got Italy winning against France in the final. What do you got for the final, Police Score? Oh, man. Um, it's not... It's going to be tight. I could see extra time. If, if it's not, if, it'll be a one goal game, if not a tie. I could see penalties. Uh, I don't see a blowout. It'll be tight. And honestly, it might even be boring because a lot of finals get, uh, you know, everyone's worried about making mistakes. Yep. You know, the neutral observer is going to want to watch the quarterfinals and the semis. Those are often the, the best games. So Italy wins it. You know what? 2-1. Uh, like it. All right, please.
we'll stop the share. A couple things we need to talk about before we wrap this thing up, please. I've just been thinking as, as we're going through here. Let's talk about CR7. Uh, obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo, there's talks about him leaving our team, Juventus. Um, very, very heavy talks. Um, and, and this may be very well his, his last Euro Cup. So what's your thoughts on where Cristiano Ronaldo is going to end up next year? It, it's really tough. I mean, I, I don't know if uh, I read the news 24-7, you know, with, with, um, with, with all this COVID stuff. You know, you're on your phone all the time checking things. There's so many conflicting reports on what he's going to do. If I had to bet, I'm going to say he's going to stay one more year and fulfill his contract because he does have a contract with Juve, who's paying him a, a ridiculous amount of money. Um, I'd like him to stay, but hey, I mean, Juve got a new coach. They brought back Allegri. He's probably going to want to, you know, touch things up uh, with the squad, change things from last year because they didn't win um, Serie A. They kind of crashed out of the Champions League. So I could see him leaving. Um, if the coach doesn't want him, it frees up a lot of space. If they sell him, they could maybe buy two other people. But I think he stays, and I want him to stay. I mean, the guy has hit it at his age and how he's still performing and scoring goals. I mean, the results don't, don't lie. So I hope, hope he stays and uh, Juve builds, uh, builds a better team around him. Yeah, 100% agree. I think... I think one of his things was to win the Champions League, and I don't know if it will be next year, but at least get them uh, passed around the 16. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. One more thing before we go, Politi, as we're on the soccer talk, talk to me about what you thought about the whole Super League BS that happened uh, over a span of three days. It was unbelievable to see soccer's reaction to it. So give me your thoughts on it. Honestly, it, it, it was surreal. I, I, you know, talking to so many people in group chats and, it's like, how is this happening at the highest level, right? Like, we're talking about the highest level in the world, the most amount of money. And, and that's probably my best um, response to your question is, it's all about money. It's yeah. all about money. So you have these teams that want a bigger share of what UEFA, the governing body, is taking. Is it a kind of a cool idea? Yeah, you're going to have some big games, because of some teams that have a lot of money and a lot of history. But uh, I still think that uh, it was never going to work to have a, a Super League and a Champions League. Yeah. So uh, I'm kind of glad that people backed off uh, the Champions League the way it is, you know, should stay that way. Maybe they tweak it a little bit to, to keep um, some of its major members like your Real Madrid, Barcelona, Juventus. So... If anything, maybe the, the whole motive was just to stir the pot, right? Just to say, look, guys, true. we got to change things. And if not, we're going to try to do our thing. So it sounds like that has been achieved. It sounds like UEFA is, you know, a little bit more open to discussing probably revenue sharing and how things work and all that sort of stuff. So it, it was sort of weird. And, like, it's hard to believe that shenanigans and type of nonsense happens at the highest level. Right, like, it's it's unbelievable. It's hard to believe. So um, I don't know. I, I'm kind of glad that it kind of fizzled out, and uh, the Champions League stays as it is. You know, it's it's the it's the number one club competition in the world. I'm hoping my team, our team, Juventus, can perform a little bit better. Obviously, um, so we'll see. But for now, it's all about Italy. We don't have to worry about club till till later in August. And uh, again, everybody, go Habs, go. I love it. I love it. Forza Italia. And uh, 
let's let's hope the Habs uh, represent Canada well. Absolutely. That are, is the Euro Cup picks with our special We Missed It segment coming out to you tomorrow. Well, we'll it will be airing Friday. So enjoy, please. Thanks for coming on, sharing your picks. Enjoy. Um, and enjoy the Euro Cup. Watch a lot of soccer. It's going to be some of the best soccer you see. Take care. Enjoy it, everybody. See ya.